Welcome to the Conceive Baby Podcast. My name's Tasha Jennings, fertility naturopath and nutritionist. In each episode, I share with you my best fertility tips and introduce you to world-leading fertility experts to help you improve your fertility well-being to create your healthy pregnancy. Welcome to today's episode of the Conceive Baby podcast. I'm fertility naturopath and nutritionist Tasha Jennings. And today we're going to be discussing a topic that really deserves more attention. And that's male infertility. The man really is half the equation when it comes to fertility and making babies. But too often, we focus on the woman, not only in regards to preconception health, but also to mental health and the toll infertility can take. Just like women, men can experience a fertility diagnosis. And just like women, that diagnosis brings with it uncertainty, fear, guilt, and all sorts of emotional turbulence. Watching their partner struggle through fertility treatments and the pain and fear around the future and a much longed for baby. Now, my guest today is really leading the charge when it comes to this conversation around infertility and men. After surviving testicular cancer, John Summers and his partner, Laura, went through 15 IVF cycles, two sperm retrieval surgeries, and thousands of injections. They discovered that infertility is a marathon that requires strength and resilience. John's pragmatic yet jovial approach to the challenges of infertility helps to ease a bit of the burden, especially for men. Welcome, John. Hi there, Tasha. Thank you for having me. I love what you're doing around this. I love your approach to it. And as you've said, really opening this conversation, which needs to be had, is well overdue. So let's, we've touched a bit on it there, about your journey. Tell us about your journey. Well, first of all, I can't take credit for it all. Laura is a massive part of this and and the Mm. conversations that we have behind the camera and, and and about how this sharing is actually taken or received or given, um, I think that is the biggest thing that um i would like to just i'm just so grateful for laura and uh, um she she drives me and and hopefully i inspire her and we both we both work together on this as a team um with regards to this and and the fact is male infertility it is on the rise whether it's whether it's been like this sometime um and it's just the awareness is starting to come out that that we are 50% of the of the equation and uh, potentially we need to start talking to the male counterpart a bit sooner yes. in the process. And we, and we may be saving the, these women 
a bit of time in their fertility journey if 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 there is an issue that that can be rectified or, or addressed um, earlier uh, rather than later. So anyway, yeah. I digress. Um, yeah. I'm just very grateful for Laura, and she and she's had a she's had a massive impact on on my part in this in this journey, and obviously our our journey alone. Mm. Um, so our our story, I got. Oh, Tasha, how far do you want to go back? <laughs> I was going to say, um, we've got a lot there, yeah. It's like, it's like right. Um, e- even if I go back knowing what I know now or knowing what we know now about about our journey and, and how it came about, if I go right back to when I was a baby, 18 months old around that time, I had um, a undescended testicle, mm. which ended up being the one that – developed into this testicular cancer that um, mm. I had to deal with. Uh, I think it was around 2011. Um, yeah. And then obviously you have a look at some of the other medical medical issues and challenges that I had growing up as well. And you wonder, you do wonder, and you'll never know, I don't have a time machine. You, you, you will know, wonder whether these little things actually or, or that undescended testing maybe resulted in it not working well and then the other one, having to compensate and not working well, and then maybe the other hormonal issues that I had, like gynecomastia, and then the testicular cancer, whether they all sort of are all leading towards, like little streams leading towards the one river that ends up resulting in uh, a, a huge health challenge for me. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know Laura then. Mm. I didn't know Laura. This was a surprise. I was enjoying life. I was like... Yeah, and the partners at the time they weren't interested in kids, and I and I yeah. I love kids, but they weren't on my radar. And uh, the cancer diagnosis, geez, what a kick in the balls! Mm. Literally, <laughs> sorry, mm. literally, it yeah. was it was it was a real shock. Yeah, and uh, you sort of at that time I made some massive changes multiple changes and you look at your nutrition from a nutrition standpoint i started to try anything mm. and everything it was the blood type diet it was and that was then and then it was keto and then it was something else and 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 now the followers will know that, that we've ended up at this plant-based so that seems to work for me and and it definitely works for laura so yeah um, but i didn't find that straight away Mm. It was like it was like cancer, and then I went, oh, "Geez, what have I been doing that I need to? Okay, I need to make some changes." So I made those little changes, and and then I found what worked for me. So fast forwarding, I meet Laura, 2017. I have this great little story. It was fantastic. It gave me great comfort in the fact I'm not having kids. I can't have kids. And the funny thing is, I look at it now. I never had any confirmation from any medical professionals. I look back now. I look back now. That was the story I needed at that time, and I didn't mm. have any reason to think otherwise. Um, but fast forward to Laura, and our, it was our first or second date, and she and we were just talking about kids. Oh, I love this. She goes, "You want kids?" She's from a big family, and said, "I love kids. I can't have them." Easy question. Well, easy statement to say for me. And then she just went, huh, well, is that really true? Have you had it checked recently? And I tell you, just that that question alone sort of sent me back, right back to the diagnosis, right through my mm. treatment, right through. No one actually told me that this was the case. 
And I yeah. do remember having a conversation with my doctor that he, he would have said, you're going to have to look at other ways to get pregnant. Okay. Yep. And that, that, and that, that was that your time, perception. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that time I went, right, uh, I yeah. can't have kids. All right, cool. That's that, And then I don't need to deal with that anymore because I've tied it up in a little bow and I've just put that into the past pile. Mm. And uh, Laura didn't know, but it, it just that little question, even on that day, I remember us going our separate ways. I think she was going overseas at that time as well. We were going to have some time apart. We were only still getting to know each other. And yeah. I've gone off and found a doc, found a doctor, and and uh, started down that process. We went and gave samples, and there's, there's big donuts. There's no no sperm in my in okay. my um, ejaculate. And I was just like, oh well, this 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 isn't looking great. And then I thought, well, I better find a specialist. And yeah, you probably all know that I sort of found one on the one on the internet that was closest, and went along and. And then they find one sperm on a fine needle aspiration, which is a blind procedure. It's just, it's like lottery, I guess. Mm. But for for me and for Laura, like, it was like I'd struck gold. Like I, I, I didn't think I had, had any sperm because there was nothing coming out. And mm. They found one. It was a, it was a little broken, a little <laughs> immotile. It was probably swinging, swimming the wrong way. And, and but you I found you, one. It was, uh, Oh my God, that just mm. that just really set us set us off on our journey, and um, and and that sort of led us through hiring and firing certain doctors and medical mm. professionals, and finding ones that uh, oh that didn't work well. Let's find another one that, that that's more open or is more educated in a certain area. We just we just devoured information and uh, online and in books and. And we sort of found what worked for our particular situation. And well, Tasha, here we are. We've, we've sort of we're going to be in infertility for the rest of our lives. If we if, mm. we, if we can have an, another child, it, it'll be through IVF. Um, but I, I just I wake up every day, and I'm, I'm extremely grateful for meeting Laura for one, and two for that little question. And um, mm. and and three, obviously, we 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 were very lucky to to be blessed with our our not so little girl now. Yeah, I was say I should full stop that for everyone who was listening to the the journey. We do have a little girl now, and we were just speaking off air that she's just started yeah. walking this week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she wasn't, <laughs> and she was, <laughs> and and, and um, we were warned. Uh, so yeah, watch out. Life is going to change. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you have had success after that really long journey. What mm-hmm. made you want to then, I guess, share that journey? A lot of people, there is a lot of uh, stigma around infertility. A lot of people do struggle in in silence. Mm-hmm. What what made you want to change that and step out and speak about it? I think if you use our experience, so as soon as I found out, and even that little question that I mentioned before, is that true? And that's mm. from Byron Katie. She, she, she has her, her little way of working through certain thoughts. And um, I think for, for us and the sharing, when I went looking for things 
that were going to support me through my journey, I, I, I didn't find much. Mm. Um, uh, and I tell you what, we've, we've ended up creating a, um, a men's infertility group, the men's infertility group online. And it is like drawing blood from a stone, getting, getting guys to talk. Yeah, but what? What? And I think around that time, that was the same thing. Like I, I really didn't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> I, yeah. was just, yeah. I really didn't want to tell anyone. And anyone who I had spoken to, who had gone through their own little particular journey, then they didn't want to talk to anyone. So mm. you just go, "Hey, how are you? How are you doing, mate?" Now, yeah, all right. Come yep. weeds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was uh, and and I guess for us. Um, probably Laura that started it, we just started talking about it. I said, look, they're, they're, I just really can't find anything that to 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 benefit me on this journey. And and obviously mm. I had I had a um I had a particular condition and it's not so much about that too. The the, the men involved in infertility, whilst it may not be their issue, it's their female. So then how do you support your females through so they're still in infertility, they're still going to experience all the parts of infertility mm. of their woman, but now how do I support that yeah. that woman, that woman that I've chosen? And um, so anyway, that that that, in, that inspired us, and it kind of it kind of gave us inspiration to create something that um, would be of benefit uh, to those in the trenches. <laughs> And yeah. those just walking up to the trench right now and just uh, looking ahead. Because for us, we thought it was going to be over in a month. We had grand designs. We were very naive right at the start. We had grand designs that Laura was going to do an egg retrieval. We were going to book my micro procedure. They were going to happen on the same day. The eggs were going to hurt and the sperm were going to get together and we're going to make some embryos and then we have a baby. No, 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 not the case. Not the case at all. So, again, it's about creating something that was going to be a good platform for people ongoing. Yeah, I think it is that ongoing support and that awareness that you're helping to create now that I know I was in a similar boat, hence why I'm in the world of fertility as well. I didn't have as long a journey as you, but I think there is that perception that getting pregnant is easy because we get so much information around that, which is obviously a valid message at the time about how easy it is for pregnant, how careful you must be, but Mm. we don't get much to the counter and that, you know, we do need to look at our fertility health, especially as we're, we're getting old. There's not much information around that. And there's certainly not the support yeah. for men, as you mentioned. There's a lot of yeah. IVF support yeah. groups. There's a lot of networks for women who need yeah. that outlet and that community of support. But the male partner, as you said, whether they are struggling with the diagnosis themselves or they're just supporting their partner, the emotional journey is is relatively the same. This is a team sport, as you said. (laughs) We are in this together and experiencing all of those things together. So I guess what is it along your journey that you've learned that you would you would like to convey to other men who may be listening, whether they're, you know, personally involved in that that fertility issue or whether their partner's going through it. What have you learned that you would like to to share with those men? 
I think the the biggest. Uh, I do want to say that the men's community is actually starting to step up. There are there Good. is a there is a there is a lot there is a big movement happening, which is fantastic. And we've got people coming in. We've got we've got online communities, and and yes, we are attempting to encourage that chat mm, um, yeah. that people have that, that men find difficult. Uh, yeah. I guess one of the one of the biggest learnings is that I think men ego and masculinity attaching them to virility or the ability to have children um it kind of only leads to pain mm. um and for me that detachment and removing that like i yeah i looked like i couldn't have kids but the thing is if you if you look at me in life i go i still still attacked it head on mm. um if you can remove that, and because it, it, it's only yourself that's making that connection. Oh, total perception. It's not reality. It's Completely. it's just this perception Completely. that you have. Yeah. Completely, and making that your identity that that, yeah. that sort of leads to a bit of it leads to pain, basically. Mm. Um, mm. And and whilst maybe it is necessary to sit there for a little while and you go, oh, this is silly. All right, it doesn't yeah. allow you to actually approach the challenge that is ahead of you um it actually it actually makes it more difficult for you to find solutions and 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 make that next step um mm. let alone let alone help your partner um in in her times of struggle so i believe that that was that was a biggie for me a big realization um yeah. infertility doesn't have to be your identity and I think, yeah, even in all these, we've had lots of, you know, we've evolved a lot in regards to, you know, gender roles and all those sorts oh, of yeah. things. But there is still yeah. that stereotype that you mentioned that the masculinity is related to having children, being stoic, yeah. being supportive of your partner, being there for her. But yeah. when this is, is an issue that you're both facing together, there's mm. no support for mm. you on that on that journey. So mm -hmm. thank you for being that support. And I'll just let any listeners know that we will be putting a link to that community they've created in the show notes. So if your partner or if you're listening and you do need that support, even just to log in and listen, um, I love that you've created that safe space uh, for people to mm. at least even knowing that you're not alone in this. I think even just having these types of conversations and realising that it is a struggle that men go through and that you're not alone if you're struggling you don't need to be the stoic supportive one all the time this is a, is a yeah, as we yeah. said keep coming back to team sport which it really is I think that's one thing we can get out of this conversation yeah. so we'll be sure to to put yeah. that there now you've yeah. taken the step further yeah. in not only you've created this community you're you know really opening the conversation through conversations like this you have also written mm. a book now, I know that we just spoke yeah. off there and it is so close to, to being there and perhaps by the time this podcast airs, it will be available to everyone. So tell us a little bit about yeah. your book. Well, like our uh, us entering infertility, we thought it was going to be done in a very short period of time, a <laughs> couple of months. So um, we, it has taken some time, but we, we, we kind of feel that we wanted to uh, create something that was was going to be timeless and there's so many people coming in and out 
of infertility. Uh, people, I'm sure anyone listening will know someone who's going through it or, or they're considering um, that journey right now. Um, and I guess we've attempted to take into account it's for, for, for we've called it the man's guide to infertility and, and it's for any man going through infertility, going through infertility. Now, be it they're the one with the diagnosis Albeit they know someone going through infertility, albeit they've got a partner that's actually mm. um, working through their infertility journey too. So it's basically for anyone, but it's a man's guide to infertility. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, we've, we've, we've attempted to cover all, the majority of bases. Um, we, we've talked to, talked to 38 men. We've got quotes from 38 men and experiences from 38 men. We've we've spoken to uh, to professionals, health professionals like yourself, and uh, we've got quotes and 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 you've got parts in the book. We've got our doctors yeah. as well, doctors on board, to offer offer that professional um, experience, experiential experiential knowledge, um, mm. and and I believe we've created something that that will help, and uh, it's definitely. Not something you'll read from from front to back because I like the idea of coming in and going, oh, what do I need today? And I'll go, oh, all right, yeah, I'll come straight into a certain section. You go, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, they did this, or or oh, that that doctor said that, or something about nutrition. Oh, there's the top five. Cool. We'll we'll have a look at that. Yeah. Um, we're basically wanting to strike up conversation, mm. especially especially between people going through infertility. Um, and, and just creating that, it's a, it's like that barefoot investor, the, instead of the date night, we've got this, we've got this baby making, making meetup and, <laughs> uh, and, and you're just asking questions of each other and, and finding out where you're at and, and, yeah. um, and taking into consideration the mindset you're in and, and where your partner is. Cause we've sort of found that whenever Laura and I had that disagreement or that, that that um, we were just not on the same page because we were actually in different mindsets, um, mm. or or if we had had a conversation with someone and they're mentioning adoption, but we're actually already we're only down at down at starting IVF. That's why that disconnect, and that's why we felt like punching them in the face. Mm. Anyway, we didn't. We didn't. But that's, <laughs> oh, that's, I felt that's, that frustration. <laughs> yes, personally, that's, that's yes. What, yeah, <laughs> that's what that that part is. So, yeah. If, if there's one thing that comes out of out of this book, it is basically getting that conversation started, or or improving the conversations and the questions you're asking of yourselves, um, mm. because that will only lead you to better answers. Um, yeah. I, I find a lot of people are asking them. They're not asking. They're not asking good questions of themselves, which is basically going to lead to poor answers. Um, yeah. And, and really. It's like, man, you can get in that hole, in that infertility hole, and that little light at the top, it's not there. And you're wondering mm. which way you're going to go, how deep you want to let yourself, and how long you want to sit there. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not nice. And uh, I guess from us, we just we decided early on when we realized how deep you could go mm. um, into, that, into that down period. We thought, right, we can only give ourselves a certain period of time. And yeah. then... We've got to go right. We've got to pick each other up. We've got to dust each other off, and we've got to go right. What what, what is next? Um, yeah. 
And if I can use an example, if we hadn't have found sperm in the background, we were having conversations around how I was going to deal with with the idea of donor, which would have been changing our mindset again. Mm. Um, so this is all in the book. We've 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 managed to. I think I think we've we've revised it. Revised. It's just such a different beast from when we first thought it, thought of it. Interesting. And, um, and we're really excited about um, what's been created um, for the community. So so yeah. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. We're buzzing. We're we're really excited. We just did the final edit, and we just. Oh, oh, watch this space. Well, I've seen a draft of the book and provided obviously some some information for you around that preconception health for you as well. So I can vouch that it is an amazing book, and I love the way you've made it really real. I love the comic images. Um, this is a real discussion. It's a real journey. It is real people. You've got the professional input there as well for obviously that advice and support to help yeah. people on this journey, which is really amazing. So we'll also put links to purchase the book um, in the show notes as well. But what can we discuss quite a few things? What are the things that helped you on your journey? And what can men do as their role in, in this you know, this long journey, which it can be? Um, our biggest one was it's not who you hire, it's who you fire. So so the, the power we gained was actually um, removing some people from our from our baby-making team and yeah. be that doctors or some of, some of the other, other um, people that came, came in, therapies or um, just even peers. Uh, mm. we were we were very very selective we became very selective about about the people we included in our baby making team um yeah. we wanted to make sure they assisted in helping us remain positive mm. um and and be that in the delivery of news or 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 just even support structures and and the complementary therapies and mm. uh, the, the nutritional advice, being being very selective about because we've got social media. There's billions of people on social media. Yes, everyone's an expert. And Google, but I'm, but, but I'm sorry, yeah. they're not. <laughs> Absolutely, so it's, it's, it's about being really selective yeah. about who's going to help you on your particular journey. Um, yeah. uh, that that. For me and for us, I think was a big one um, because what we found was when you we decided not to tell you, we were quite late to the party sharing sharing our experiences. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons for that was when someone asks you a question and goes, "Oh, how's the how's the baby making going? Or how's this going? Or how's the IVF going?" They hear the answer once. Mm. You get uh, you get asked by yeah. 50 people a day and all that assists you in is sitting in that little hole <laughs> which can swallow you yeah <laughs> because yeah, totally. every time you're like yeah oh, not working oh we're doing this or we're making an excuse for this or we're doing and that's just not fair to yourself mm. so, so we kind of just went you know what we're going to be really selective about who we're going to include and yeah we were really surprised. We were really encouraged and surprised by some of the people that actually made it into the baby making team, mm. um, which was really cool. Mm. So well, we yeah. kind of met some met some met some new people at, at completely different levels. 
at yeah. a deeper level because they, they, they kind of understood or, or we found those that have been through the infertility uh, experience themselves. Yeah. And you think, you look at some of the stories, man, there is an infertility story and, and there is some really tough story. Ours, ours is short compared to some, mm. some of the stories that you hear out there. Um, so I think that was a big one. That was a big yeah. one for us. Being and I very think choosy, yeah. It's empowering too because this can be a journey and I, know, I see a lot of patients who do, you choose a doctor and you go with that and you just go, mm. go with the flow, you do cycle after mm-hmm. cycle. But doing your own research, um, taking yep. this into your own hands and knowing that you, it does, you know, a team is helpful around this Mm -hmm. it is a baby making team it's not just one opinion and don't feel like you're letting anyone down this is your journey no Mm -hmm. one is more invested Mm -hmm. in your journey than you so making sure that you know I recommend to interview your specialists you know I recommend interview your obstetricians you know in in a in a way but making sure that it is everyone on your team whether it is your naturopath or nutritionist or your acupuncturist that you're on the same wavelength and they are going to support you there is no one opinion that you know is going to override what your gut is telling you so that's yeah. right that's right and then and, and get excited about asking questions ask questions mm. of your medical professionals of your of your com- complementary therapists of your yeah. of your friends of your family like ask questions like all they can tell you is that well they don't answer and then you sort of go mm, okay do we really want them as part of our baby making team? Because it doesn't seem like they have our interests at, at their heart. Yeah. So, so yeah. Definitely ask all the questions. I, I love mm. questions. There was, oh, I'm so sorry to bombard you. I love that you're questioning this because that means that you're invested in your outcome and that you want to know what is this doing for me? How is this working? I'm, you know, yes. I work with a lot of specialists. I'm married to a doctor. I'm used to tons of questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and but it's important that your specialist or whoever you're dealing with is going to answer those questions because, as I always say, I want you to feel comfortable going forward. So mm-hmm. as many questions mm-hmm. as we need to get you to that place, that's going to help you on your journey as well. This isn't mm-hmm. just about your nutrition. This isn't just about your mental health. This isn't just about your IVF journey. It's all of mm-hmm. the above and and more. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good, yep. good point for we'll people agree. to know we'll and agree. understand. Yeah. So anything, I guess I really appreciate you taking this time to to share your journey and I love what you're doing on social media with your community and with this book that I feel privileged to to be play a small role in so what would you like to to leave people listening if it is the female that's going to nudge their partner or perhaps the the man Mm. who is listening today what would you like to leave us with I think um, there's, a, there's a book out at the moment, and, and Hugh Van Kylenberg wrote The Resilience Project. I don't know mm. whether you know it or whether you've heard of it. But I, it's, it's a, yes. It's based my, my around kindness. went to school. <laughs> my mum knows his mum. It's a small right. world, yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> Wonderful right. book, wonderful family. Wonderful book, wonderful book. Yeah. I just read the second one, um, uh, Let Go, Letting Go. And, mm. geez, I tell you, as he said, the eyes get a bit dusty. But um, mm. it's, it's, I think it's based around kindness and yeah. empathy and um, gratitude. 
mindfulness. It's so that's to yourself as well. I was just about to say that's so important. Yes, yes, yes. yes. A lot of people, a lot of people forget the fact they're doing it for everyone else, especially in in the infertility journey. They're giving to everyone else because it's really hard to to sit in themselves at the moment because it's just tough. It is. So it's really important if you can do it for yourself, then you're in a position to help so many others, let alone your partner. The, the children you already have or, or the family or, or the people you work with. or it, it, If you can come from that space and um, look after yourself and, and just like the Resilience Project, it's kindness, empathy and, and gratitude. It's just, um, it, it makes your space a lot lighter mm. and, and you can address those we were talking about earlier on those perceptions that you've created in your head. And sometimes if you actually talk about them, it removes that shame. It removes that guilt. And you actually realize that no one else has any time to think about what you're doing, (laughs) let alone about what they're doing. So, yeah, yes, I think, I think the kindness aspect is underrated Mm. and uh, it's, it's most needed. And that kindness to yourself, I think. I love that quote, you don't have to believe your thoughts. And I think that's really important because our thoughts lie to us all the time, as you said, those perceptions that we have that are and often catch patients. So I say, would you say that to a friend? Mm -hmm. And say, well, Mm -hmm. no. Well, then you should not be saying that to yourself. That self-talk, we need to actually hear it almost step away from it and, and mm-hmm. hear hear the talk that it's saying, not be in it, but it, hear mm-hmm. it and listen to it and realise that it's wrong, it's yeah. lying, it's mean, yeah. it's judgmental. It's all those things that we need to be able to, as you said, include that kindness, not to everyone else who, who may be struggling. We never know at any one time what anyone else is struggling with, but mm-hmm. also reflect that in to ourselves is yeah. is so, so important that we don't don't do enough of yes. <laughs> especially on this roller coaster which is infertility which is, yeah. is such a difficult journey I think it's we we can't really relate it to anything but I know it has been related to you know cancer diagnosis which you've been yeah. through or you know these these really major illnesses are on the same scale on a mental health issue in relation to so, utility. Yeah, yeah. And it would be one of mm. the worst rides in any fun park, mm-hmm. but everyone's lining up at the moment to get Absolutely. on board. Absolutely. Yes, and the line's <laughs> getting longer. Yes. Oh. Yeah. 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 We need to be kind to each other and we need to we need to be in a space so we can actually help help this community. There's people, there's people in need. There's people in need all around the world. And this is only a small portion, but um uh I, I can't. I feel that kindness is a great place to start, just even in your own home. Absolutely, and and then it's okay to have these emotions, to to be yeah. upset, to have you know to have these really you know you don't need to be okay and cool, especially as a male. You don't need to be stoic. Yeah. You you this is. Yeah. I've had patients say to me, "I know it shouldn't upset me so much," and I always say, "There is no shoulds in emotions. There is you mm-hmm. feel how you feel. <laughs> you, there is no yeah. should or shouldn't. So all of yeah. that is okay, and that other people." Are struggling too. That it's okay to admit you need help, and you like mm-hmm. help, and you can get the support if you know where to look for it. 
Yeah, and you're right about the shoulds. You end up shooting yeah. all over yourself. You do. <laughs> I always remove the shoulds from any conversation. There is no shoulds here. It's, yeah. you, you feel yeah. how you feel. So important. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, John. I love what you're doing with Infertility Man. The book is coming really soon. We're going to put yeah. all the links for everyone yes. in the show notes. Yeah. So watch out for the book coming to our shelves near you soon. It's an absolute pleasure, Tasha. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining me, John. Speak to everyone soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Conceive Baby podcast. To help you move forward on your journey to pregnancy, I've created your free fertility checklist for you. This checklist provides simple swaps you can make that can have a significant impact on your chances of conceiving and carrying your healthy baby. So be sure to head to conceivebaby.com.au forward slash checklist to download your free fertility checklist today.